The Straight Sippin' Podcast is brought to you by Papa John's Pizza. Big thanks to Papa John's for being a continuous friend of the Straight Sippin' Podcast. Go to Papa John's online. Hey, the Outback Bowl is coming up. So when you've got a side of Bloomin' Onion, go get a Papa John's Pizza. Go get the Run TBC special. Bacon, pepperoni, and sausage for just 12 bucks online using the promo code PS12. Football season's almost up, folks. you got to go get that pizza right now. Go get the dar- garlic stipping sauce. It's going to be fantastic. Go to Papa John's. Use the promo code PS12. Get yourself a large three-topping pizza and tell them that the Straight Sippin' Podcast sent you. Hit the dang music. Welcome in, friends of the podcast, Tom, Brett, and Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Courtney is... Me and Brett... We'll preface this a little bit. Me and Brett are here in Tampa, Florida, enjoying our time for the Outback Bowl. And so is Twitterless Amanda. So is... Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, Courtney, say hello from... How long is this, Brett? 600 miles away? Uh, A very long way. 11 hours, if you want to go by the drive I made before recording this. Hi, Courtney. Hi. Well, perfect. The gang is all back together. Sweet. Back in your ear. Yeah, my, my suspension is over. What was hers for? It wasn't for bad takes like yours. What was what was uh, her mine was self imposed? So there not was no uh, there was no not self uh, reason behind my suspension. Mine was also self imposed. For for not wanting to be here. <laughs> That's right. Courtney was on a self-imposed holiday suspension. Uh, I was on a... It was, it was self-imposed for my sanity. Let's go with that. Yes, mine as well. That's what I'm going to go with with mine as well. Mine sure. was self-imposed. There was no reason behind it. Nothing. What Brett says is actual facts. That's not true. You're and fake news. You're fake news. Get out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, back in your ear, doldrums talking college football. The Outback Bowl is just... Well, this is recording on a Sunday, so two days away. The final college football game of the season for the Straight Sippin' Podcast. That's going to be weird, man. It is going to be weird. I mean, we'll have to do a season wrap-up once all this is over. Of course. And then we'll obviously... Of course. Then we'll be back again in April for spring game and... Can we not talk about spring football right now? Look, man. It is what it is. Enjoy it. Learn it. We have a whole baseball season, too. We do, don't we? That's infinitely better than spring football. That'll be Super Bulldog weekend, Brett. Your favorite weekend. The worst. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) The absolute worst. But, yes, so we've talked about this. We went a little bit in depth about the Outback Bowl a couple weeks ago when the game was officially decided. Blooming onions for everyone. Go douse yourself in the sauce that comes with the Outback or with the uh, the Blooming Onion. Would you say there's too much sauce? Too much sauce. Okay. I or want... too little, I should say. There's never enough sauce. Also true. Get lost in the sauce. <laughs> I just saw the photo you guys posted that was edited. It was so good. Incredible, right? Yeah, thank you. The only, artist- the only artistic thing Brett's ever done in his life. How dare you? Jump off a bridge. There are plenty in Tampa. I know. Mm. Perfect setting. Mm. Well, if I was going to do it, it would be in Orlando, so I can, <laughs> so I can, so I can be laid to rest in heaven. 
<laughs> so, talking uh, obviously, the last time we spoke about this game, we said it was going to be more punts than points. Uh, I think a lot of us may be sticking with that state, yep. that same thought process. Uh, just talking with um, some folks who have paid attention a lot more to Iowa, they seem to believe that could be even more prevalent, especially without Noah Fant. Because the man, he may, he's what makes Iowa's offense tick. Obviously, the man who won the what is it the Mackey? The Mackey, yeah. He is the backup tight end to Noah Fant, but only Iowa's backup tight end would win the Mackey. But what I'm saying is the the reporters around Iowa seem to believe that a lot of what what is his name the backup tight end? I, his name is Louis. Oh, Louie. it's escaping I don't me. Even right remember now. what it, it's like, I feel oh. like I talked about this this morning. Oh, I don't this even is remember. Driving. I'm looking it up now. I'm sorry. Me I, too. But a lot of worst. people like Noah Fant didn't have as good a year as he did last year. T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson. Very Iowa name. A lot of beat guys around the Iowa around Iowa believe that Hawkinson had the year he did because of the amount of attention that Fant requires. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, uh, well, if you're Iowa, you probably have like five tight ends that you could dole out there. But in all actuality, is this going to be the first person of 14 points wins this game? Uh, yeah, the over-under is 42. I suggest you take yeah. it. I suggest take you it. take it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The under all day. I'm here for it. I'm amazed that the over under is that or is that high. I would put it around the 36. I know, but you you never seen over under lower than 40 in the NFL. I have. Well, yeah, but this is this is good football. football. Hey, this is easy, good football. Buddy. I said it and I meant easy. it. Easy. You telling me you watched some of those bowl games? Yeah. The past couple of days and said this is better football. The Cheez It Bowl was art. You leave it alone. TCU and Cal. That's like, which one? The TCU Cal? Yeah. That was like, you know, that slap painting that people do in the back alley with garbage cans. That was the cheese. Like, like they're doing. Is this something that happens in Florida? Probably. And nowhere else in the country? No, it probably happens other places in the country. But, you know, the weird. What are you talking about? Thank you, Courtney. Well, you know, like the people that do. You know, for instance, like modeling shows, like Derelict. It's like they have like outfits of made of trash, like to make a point. Are you speaking English well, anymore? Unfortunately, none of you are. You're both culturally Ill, culturally illiterate. So I'm in the trash clothing. Yeah. So I look it up. I'm telling you, Google it. If you're by a computer right now, do it. I'm telling you, look are you it up. Thing? No, I'm telling you, Google it. It is not a Florida. Uh, I'd like to point out that the person who is alleging us of being culturally illiterate is also the world's biggest stand for Waterboy as a film. So let's let's put that in in its proper context. Of all, I'd also like to say, how are, maybe it's not me and Brett that's the issue here, Tom. You seem to be outnumbered, and yet you're you're consistently combating us with these terms that nobody has ever heard of besides yourself. Again, culturally illiterate. It's not my fault. Do, do you want me to Google trash clothing? Is that what you want me to Absolutely. Google? Absolutely. The first the first result is for I'm, I'm trash it shop. It is trash-gang.com slash trash shop. Clothing company. 
Perfect. Oh, this is terrifying. Just go to images. Just go to images. I'm not sure I want trash clothing images in my search history. It's real. Okay, here we go. It's nothing but runway models. It's nothing but... Wearing trash. Uh, yeah. Like there's it's a trash. There's a. Ch- it's not. It's not trash. It's recyclable. Oh God, help me! Oh, I forgot. Wait, actually, You're I literally throwing away recyclables. It's all trash. All I of it is. You just divide it. it. Here we have a story. Trash clothing. All right. Let's hear it. Okay, so when I was in high school, I was uh, president of fashion clubs. Don't ask me why. And um, we did every year, it was called a trashy fashion show where we made clothing and garments to model out of recyclable materials. So one year, I modeled a dress made of, like, tissue paper and bubble wrap. You literally just proved my point that people make trash clothes. This is ridiculous. No, when you said trash, it makes me think, like, People are walking around in straight-up garbage bags. It's all trash. All of it is. It's not the, no, recyclables are different than garbage. That's why there's two separate bins for that, unless you live in Mississippi where apparently we don't recycle things. So you're telling me I drank, let's say, a bottle of Coke. My mouth is all over that lid. You're not going to call that garbage? It's still trash. It's still trash. Trash is every. It's the same thing. All of it's trash. It's just divided differently. This is ridiculous. I'm I'm done with this conversation. There is trash clothing. Courtney made trash clothing. She she literally proved my point, and we're moving on. Anyways, that's there hasn't been good. You're telling me you watched Notre Dame and said that's good football. I said nothing about Notre Dame. I said the Cheez-It Bowl. The Cheez-It Bowl, again, was trash clothing. That was art. No, it wasn't. That was beautiful art. Brett's into trash clothing. That was a Picasso. You heard it here first. Brett's into trash clothing. I would rock that if given the opportunity. Trash clothing. You want my bubble wrap dress? (laughs) I would look fantastic in your bubble wrap dress, Courtney. Thank you. Unbelievable. Does it come with floss sandals? It does not. You you have to provide your own Ew. wear. Floss sandals? <laughs> You're banned from the podcast. Put that <laughs> mic down and walk outside and leave. That's disgusting. Never. Anyway, so I, again, take the under, but I'm surprised the over-under is 42. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I was listening to, uh, so as I established earlier, I made the drive to Tampa uh, before we recorded this, and I was listening to the shutdown full cast on the way down here, and and Spencer Hall pointed out that Iowa is averaging allowing 17 points a game, and Mississippi State is averaging allowing 12 points per game. So the final score is 17-12 to Mississippi State. And that was a joke, but when he said I was like, oh, he just spoke it into existence. It's absolutely true. It's going to be 17-12. to That sounds – 
incredibly accurate and makes me excited because that means State scored a touchdown somewhere in that game. That, that's true. And, you know, that's, that's an interesting point because I had to do Iowa radio earlier this week. And they, they pointed out, you know, they know Iowa much better than we do. Correct. They pointed out that the way to beat Iowa has been downfield passing the ball, to which I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Okay. Here's my thing about Iowa is that I, as a Big Ten team, like they're fairly, from what I've seen, fairly mediocre. In which case, like yeah, they've held Big Ten opponents who have also been mediocre to that point margin. But I think against an SEC team, even one that isn't too hot on offense, I think honestly, State will put up a couple of touchdowns. Well, no, it's crazy. Iowa's all four of their losses are a combined 23 points. Yeah. yeah That's it, depressing. That's like literally one or two plays away from being 10-2 and two if you're Iowa. And, you know, that, that theory, from, uh, that theory from, from Courtney checks out. I mean, if you look at the games they played against the better teams on their schedule, they gave up 30 to Penn State. They gave up 38 to Purdue. Um, they gave up 28 to Wisconsin, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when Wisconsin runs nine plays per football game, that actually is a lot. Um, Minnesota scored 31 points on Iowa. That's unacceptable. Well, no, it's weird. Iowa is averaging 31 points per game. Where did that come from? Where do they get their 31 Can points? they punt for points in the Big Ten now? I don't know. <laughs> that... That's what I was wondering. I was like, where? Because they're like top 50 in the country in, in scoring offense. It's because they can throw, but they can't run. It's the weirdest thing. But it's Iowa. I know. I, I just don't. How are you 8 and 4 when this you're is, a top 10 defense uh, scoring 30 a game? This is the Wario of Iowa teams. <laughs> That's what. That's what this is. Wario. This is the Wario of Wario. Iowa teams. This is everything Iowa is supposed to be inversed. They can't run, but they can throw. They play great defense, and they rely on that as opposed to relying on holding the ball forever. And they don't punt as often as they used to because they keep scoring. It's Iowa Wario. Wah. 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 I am Iowa Wario. What were you? You were Wario wearing a, a trash dress. There was, there was like a Game Boy game that was like Wario exclusive. Who Wario exclusive? <laughs> Why does that exist? Hey, I would buy it. What would the story be for a Wario exclusive game? It would be Wario is on the hunt for trash clothing. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to imagine that Wario, a Wario exclusive game, is basically like Grand Theft Auto Mario. It's like instead of doing honorable Mario things, you're going around doing dastardly bashing deeds. mushroom men, yeah, and as Wario and jumping on top of Koopa Troopa and riding yeah. around. Like it's like Mario version of Red Dead Two. Um, you just go around killing people and riding your horse. I'm so dead. <laughs> Incredible! I would buy that game. I would absolutely buy Wario Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Wario Edition. No, it's Wario exclusive. I love it. <laughs> would we like a sound of the week? At this point? Yes, it's 
It's been way too yeah. long. Hit the horn. I would love nothing more than to hit y'all with some knowledge with <laughs> the stat of the week. So we're we're doing something pretty cool with this Outback Bowl in that we're finally putting Iowa and Mississippi State on the same football field. For the first time ever. That has not happened before, and it will happen again in this Outback Bowl. With that, there are now 25 Power 5 teams that Mississippi State has never played. Ooh, I like this stat. Most of them are in the Pac-12. They have only played Washington and Oregon, leaving the rest of the conference on that list. So there's 10 right there. Uh, Minnesota is also on this list, but they have a home-and-home with Minnesota roughly a decade from now. Oh, Jesus. Um, So they're going to fix that one, too. Schedule tougher opponents. Oh, shut up. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, Here are the ones that I find most interesting. So outside of the Pac-12, we'll get to them in a minute. Let's look in the Big Ten. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State. How cool would that be? Give it to me. Currently. The Joe Moorhead Bowl. How cool would that be? When Kermit Davis coached in the Kermit Davis Bowl. Yes. A couple weeks ago, yeah. That's Um, right. Kermit won the Kermit Davis Bowl. Purdue, the Robbie Donahoe Bowl. The Robbie Donahoe Bowl. That'd be a a lot of fun. That's right. Um... Uh, that's all that's interesting in the in the Big Ten. The others are Rutgers, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Uh, in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma, Iowa State. How has that not happened yet? Mm. That's unbelievable. Mm. Anyway, the others Baylor in in the Big Twelve, which okay. give me that immediately. And in the ACC, Boston College. How has that not happened? In a bowl guys game being dudes. What's better than this? Guys, guys being, being dudes. dudes. Uh, Pitt. <laughs> Pitt. Shout to Pitt. UVA, Virginia Tech. How has Virginia Tech not happened in a bowl game yet? Or Duke? Well, how often would the Belk Bowl be the only one that's ACC, SEC? Yeah, and, and State is often in that tier of bowls. Yeah. They haven't gone to the Belk Bowl, like, incredibly often, but they go. Can we speak about the Belk Bowl? Why couldn't we? Well, I'm, I'm talking about the one yesterday. Oh, by all means. How disgusting. Wahoo. Good. Go who's man? God, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> no idea. That was so bad. Uh, much like what happened to Notre Dame in that in that semifinal. <laughs> who can say? Yeah, the ultimate. Who can say? <laughs> Notre Dame trash. I've always been trash. I saw that tweet that was like Notre Dame in the past ten years. In upper echelon bowls, they like haven't won any, and none of them have been close. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of like the whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Notre Dame is in New Year's Six. None of the points matter, and this is all for fun. Do y'all know the story of? Uh, Join a conference. Amen. Do y'all know the story of when uh, of when the players knew they were going to kick the crap out of Notre Dame and then Alabama's players when they knew they were going to kick the crap out of Notre Dame in that title game? Do y'all know that story? Well, when Manti Teo's girlfriend was no, not it was real. far before that. Oh. Y'all don't know that story? No. Well, anyway, I'll wrap up the stat of the week before I tell that story. There are 25 Power 5 teams that Mississippi State has yet to play after this Outback Bowl. Before you hit the music. Go ahead. Which is the one you want the most? Oh... As long as Steve Adazio is still coaching there, I want some guys being dudes. It'd be some ultimate guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Just some good old guys. What's better than this? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. I do like going to Minnesota. I would love like, Mississippi State, Oklahoma. That'd be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm thinking like the road game here. Going to Blacksburg would be amazing. Yeah. 
That's true. Enter Sandman. That'd be cool. Always consider Arizona State, obviously. Always. Um, Especially now. Leave it on the grass. Leave it on the grass. Um, <laughs> I'd also like. Well, they haven't played either of the LA schools, so you could either go to the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl. That'd be fun. How cool would that be? Very fun. A lot of options. So, John Cohen, I know you listen. Yeah, listen to the Straight Seven podcast. He doesn't listen. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you do listen, schedule some of these teams, please. I'll send you the list if you need me to. And that is the stat of the week. Do you just want, one do you more want to time. Oh, sorry. Okay. That's it, just one. Do you want me to quickly tell that Alabama Yes, please. Story? Okay. Especially so. now that Alabama's in the national championship, as none of us couldn't believe. So, uh, right. So, so I heard this story from Barrett Jones, who was the starting center on that team. Um, he was the starting center on that team, and the offensive line coach was named Jeff Stoutland at the time. Um, and he, they had a weekly meeting, right, senior starting center, offensive line coach. They met and talked all the time. So he called Barrett into his office. Um, at one point early in, in the prep and asked him to close the door behind him, which Barrett thought was weird, but he did anyway. And Je- the door closed and Barrett sat down and the offensive line coach was like, well, what do you think? What do you think of Notre Dame? And, and Barrett was like, well, I've watched all the film and I, I don't think they're all that good. And the O-line coach is like, yeah, I don't think they're all that good either. So they had a secret brain trust of those two and, like, a very small group of seniors that knew that Notre Dame was trash and they were going to go in there and beat them unmercifully. But they didn't tell the rest of the team because they wanted the rest of the team to prepare the way they were supposed to in order to go in there and beat them unmercifully. Incredible. Yeah. That's a really nice tidbit. I I like that. That's that's a thing that happened in that game. Uh, And I wonder if Clemson had the same story. I wonder how much uh, Alabama has those – on a weekly basis. I would imagine somewhat regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we're going to just take these boys out back and beat them like a drum. Would we like to get to the questions? We would. Let's get to some questions. Yeah. So we put out on the Straight Sip and Twitter account, at Straight Sip Pod. Give us a follow, please. Uh, a response, please. For, uh, a request for questions. You could also use the hashtag RunTBC. We will find your questions there as well. Should we start with friend of the program, Robbie Donahoe, or should we make him wait for last? Just uh, to make him listen to the entire program. He <laughs> know. Yes. No. Go Robbie first, because that poor man has suffered <laughs> unspeakable Fine. things. Fine. Uh, yeah, we need to discuss Purdue as our national champion somewhat soon. It's been revoked. Maybe on the next episode. Not my, na- not my national champion. Yeah, we'll have to discuss. They that. did keep Ohio State out of the playoffs. So, so. is is Auburn now yeah, the Big Ten now. and the Pac twelve champs? Yeah. Auburn. Yeah. The Big 12 and Pac-12. Well, they beat Washington to start the year. <laughs> and now they beat Purdue like a drum. So uh, they're the Big tired. 10 and the Pac-12 champs. Right? Tired of anyway, football. Robbie Donahoe here. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller. What if Iowa decided to punt on first down in this game? Would that be a smart play considering how good Mississippi State's defense is? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Well, Robbie, <laughs> you have no choice. This is a podcast. You have no choice. We don't do Collins. <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> we should start doing Collins. Boy, that would be, be a disaster. It would be fantastic in a way. We would just need an extra person as a call screener. Twitter list, Amanda. Are you volunteering for that duty? Outstanding. There we go. Thank you. Appreciate oh, hi, that. Hi, Amanda. Hey. 
I'll, I'll give you a go Gators for for volunteering for that. Um, I give a go Gooners. <laughs> so what if Iowa decided to punt on first down? Well, first of all, how do we know they haven't done that already? <laughs> like in, in terms of like this season? Yeah, can anyone prove that they haven't? I would. I'm going to err on the side of it's zero percent that mm. they've punted on first. I believe in Iowa enough that they wouldn't punt on first. Yeah. But it's now across, But across the 50, now you have me wondering. On Punting third, on, on first down. I would, be, I would be more belief to see Iowa punt on third. <laughs> like if it was like third and 21 at their own 38. Punt. Punt. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be surprised. But. Kirk Ferentz, fourth and one on the 19, the good 19. Punt. <laughs> Give me the eight yards of field position, please. I will take them. Thank you. They would have to have, like, a three-legged dog as their kicker if that were the case. You punted at your own 19. What You're was it, three-legged dog from Rex Champion? Yep. Champion. He's the Iowa punter. You would have to have little Sebastian as your kicker. <laughs> bye, bye, little Sebastian. <laughs> Incredible. I think Iowa should punt on first down at least once. I don't. Second down. You think they should? I should. I do. You run a hardback dr- I would- Hardback dive, hit Jeffrey Simmons, punt next play. <laughs> I'm I, done. I want them to punt on first down just once, just so I can make all of the jokes. That's all I need. But it won't happen. I think no. it's possible, but I don't think it'll happen. On a, on a, uh, Anything's possible. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Garnett said that. <laughs> Anything is possible. It has to be right. It has to be right if KG said it. Another question on the uh, on the Twitter. This comes from Chris Bell. Shouts to you. Hey, man. Is Iowa's defense overrated? We kind of discussed this thanks to, to Courtney's take from earlier. A very good question. I think, I think Courtney has already made her opinion of that perfectly clear. I would agree with Courtney on that I logic. Just, I would just like to expand a little bit on that. Do it. I just don't think the Big Ten is in the same caliber as the SEC. Well, that's been So if you're decent in the Big Ten – I don't think that means much when you're going up against a team that's 8-4 in the SEC. So take it with a grain of salt, but I talked with Kylan Hill on Thursday when State got into town and uh, asked Kylan, because no one, even the course of the past couple of days with media availability, no one's been able to, uh, I mean, obviously everyone when it comes to bowl season, when you have two teams that have never, ever played each other, is compare them. Have you seen similarities with other teams? Offensively, Joe Moorhead compared Iowa to LSU. Defensively, no one could put a stamp on it. And so Kylan Hill was the only one that gave a definitive answer. He said length-wise, they haven't seen a defense like Iowa. Talent-wise, Alabama. Wow. And that's coming from a starting running back. So, I mean, we're not talking like... You know he didn't. You know he didn't go. Mm, no one. You know. You know what I mean. Yeah. He. I like to believe he thought. About, you know he actually thought about how good how, how good a defense Iowa is, and he put him up there with Bama. So I mean, I'm gonna believe the guy who goes and watches film every day. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go against the grain and say no. That they're properly rated, just because I don't think. 
I don't think people view this defense quite like they view Mississippi State's defense. Right, but that's fair. It's close, but it's not on the same level. No. If we're going by that rating, I think that's pretty justified. There aren't too many defenses that only gave up 12 touchdowns this year. So I think comparing anyone to states is almost unfair. Even Alabama, if you look at it statistically. Yeah. Yeah. Talent-wise, absolutely, but. In terms of also. Well, in terms of also how I think Iowa looks in the Big Ten as someone who uh, was in the Big Ten for, you know, a few years and covered a lot of the Big Ten, Iowa is always consistently just one of those. They're a good team and they're a very consistent team. They're never a team um, that's necessarily, like, going above and beyond and leading the Big Ten. But I do think um, they're always one of those teams you want to keep an eye on because they could end up, you know, upsetting whoever or whomever, but um, so there's, there's always a possibility, but I just don't think Big Ten and seeing, you know, how Iowa played against other Big Ten teams this year, I thought the Big Ten looked um, pretty bad, to be quite honest. Um, so I think just watching how they that played out, I don't see them doing a whole lot against Mississippi State. Hmm. We'll see. We'll just have to see. But I agree with the assessment. I'm just interested, you know, because I've heard, you know, obviously both sides, you know, people comparing them talent-wise to Alabama, and then you look at their on-field product, and it's like, well, I don't know. So we have three more questions on here. All right. From Cameron Crawford. Hey, friend of the show, Cameron. How does the transitive property rule affect this game, given State is greater than Auburn, who is greater than Purdue, who is greater than Iowa? That's straight up head-to-head. State beat Auburn. Auburn beat – well, beat isn't strong enough of a verb for what Auburn did. <laughs> Eviscerated. Uh, baptized. Annihilated. Uh, vaporized. Set ablaze. <laughs> Auburn did unspeakable things to Purdue. They did. And then Purdue beat Iowa. So the transitive property tells you that State is approximately a trillion points better <laughs> than Iowa. <laughs> a trillion Hmm. Yeah, because Iowa gave up 38 to Purdue, did they? That's true. But who did Washington lose to this year? I'll see. You'll see where I'm going with that in a second. Who did they lose to this year? Didn't they take a stupid loss? Someone, I think so. The cow. So to Cheez Its. <laughs> <laughs> so what, I, what I'm saying here is that Auburn and Cal are equal. Based on the transitive property. Because they both beat Washington in close games. Interesting. Yeah. So basically State. But where do we put Ohio State? They're like Um, a billion points worse than Auburn. Yeah. But Ohio State. Ohio State State is 30 30 points worse than Auburn. Who's perfect? 20 points worse than State. Fire Gus. So State is 50 points better than Ohio State. Checks out. Incredible. So so Ohio State is basically Stephen F. Austin. Wow. Incredible. Who would have thunk? Purdue, one true national champion. <laughs> You're staying firm to it? Absolutely. Not my champions. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to have to de- declare a new one true national champ in the season recap pod. I say it's Boston College for winning the, in- the first responders bowl. <laughs> That is a, a crock what they the did worst. to those teams. The absolute, absolute worst. 
extended. That's absolute crock what they did to that game. That's embarrassing, but uh, that'll go down into the doldrums of bowl history. Uh, yeah, to say the least. Right. So I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to get a couple of really good uh, transitive properties. So again, we've here. determined that the 2018 Mississippi State Bulldogs are 50 points better than Ohio State. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. All, uh, all of this is Who did fine. Auburn beat that they weren't supposed to? Uh, based by how they played later in the year, everyone. Yeah, that's true. They lost to Tennessee. Yeah. Don't forget that. That's true. Yikes. So, Tennessee's better than Purdue by a lot? Who's better than Ohio State? Tennessee's better than Ohio State. Tennessee is better than Ohio Jeremy Pruitt, coach of the year. Jeremy Pruitt's going to get the Miami job. After one year? You think he's going to dump ship like that? Well, yeah, they're better than Ohio State right now. Oh, that's fair. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> In one year, they're better it than It doesn't Ohio get State. any better than this. No. This is peak Tennessee. <laughs> you're, you're better than... He's going to Lane Kiffin it. Bye, y'all. Yep. One year Joey Freshwater. Bye. Okay, here's the upset I was looking for. Here we go. UC Davis beat San Jose State Ugh. earlier this year. Now, San Jose State, as you heard on the stat of the week earlier this year, was really hashtag bad. An aberrant. But they had to have had an FBS win in here somewhere, and it was UNLV. So UC Davis is better than San Jose State, who is better than UNLV. I'm going to work this chain up. I'm exhausted already. A hot, a hot minute. If this stupid internet will load up. I just want to know. I just care that the fact that Mississippi State is 50 points better than Ohio State. <laughs> according to the transitive, the according transitive, to the property. transitive property. The transitive property is incredible. Oh, perfect. This is great. Uh, so UC Davis is better than San Jose State, who is better than UNLV, who is better than San Diego State. One of the best teams in the Mountain West. UC Davis is basically your Mountain West champions. Incredible. Congratulations. Historic. Monumental. Oh, no, they're better than Arizona State. Because San Diego State beat Arizona State. Leave it on the grass. UC Davis is better than Arizona State. That's what the transitive property is. I love the transitive property. Wonderful. I love this. (laughs) All of this. So is UCF going to be better than Mississippi so th- State when they beat LSU in the Fiesta Bowl? Well, yeah. It depends on by how much. Because, like, if doesn't matter. UCF wins by – well, obviously, of course, it doesn't matter based on transit property rules. But, like, if UCF beat LSU by 10, that would mean they're 26 points better than Mississippi State. I dare you to tweet that if that happens. No. I dare you. Mm, fine. <laughs> at Rachel Richlinski <laughs> if she's listening hell God bless her if she is listening hell to, this to pay this long in there will be hell to pay God bless you Rachel if you're still listening but uh what else is a good one uh so anyway we we've proven that the transitive property is 100% factual so you know what that also means and thus Mississippi State will beat Iowa by 118 points that would mean that Florida is 57 points better than Ohio State this year. That checks out. Checks out. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Uh, I want to do all of these 
how much better are you than Ohio State? Because <laughs> then who be? But then Kentucky, Kentucky's like 150 points better than Ohio State. They beat State by 21. They beat Florida by what, 10? Yeah. In Gainesville? Yeah. So Kentucky is the real national champions. I am in favor of this. Also, you just brought up that Kentucky win in front of your fiance, currently wearing a Florida t-shirt. Stats, facts don't care about your feelings. You haven't been... You haven't been to the altar yet, Amanda. You can get out of this. Facts don't care about you your can. feelings. There you go. Good for you. Anyways. We have two more uh, hashtag run TBC questions. And remember, you can always get on the show this way. Just yeah. Just use the hashtag run TBC. We will find you. We probably won't come to your house, but we might if we feel like it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll come wearing trash dresses I made will, by Courtney. I will look great. I don't do that anymore. Courtney, you need. Oh, no, 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 no. No, this is new. No, no. Jordan came out of retirement. So can you. (laughs) So can I. (laughs) Yep, that's right. Kathy, who has a Twitter avi of an orange cat, shouts to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. She. That's my sister's name. Great name. How does the MSU fan crowd look? Did MSU travel well, Tom? You've been in Tampa. Hey, actually, speaking of which, I was at Three Daughters Brewery. Shouts to Bob Carscadden. That's his new home. Um. There was a lot of people there, and I was almost a little surprised because it's a, you know, it's a really nice brewery. Biggest, according to Bob, they're the biggest brewery in Florida, and That's and large. very impressive. It's very. I wish I could spend six hours there as a as a patron, but you could. I couldn't today, Brett. <laughs> but you work could. called New I Year's wish. Eve is coming. You, you dang right. <laughs> this is Tom Ebel with WCBI Sports. That'll be my intro after six hours at Three Daughters. Um, but yeah, so I, w- I went there today um, working on, hey, if you're also listening to this, tune into our bowl special coming up tomorrow. Brett will be there. What's up? Brett will be on there. I'll What's be up? on there. Courtney will uh, be there in spirit. She will be leading into our sports or our Outback Bowl special. Um, but. I think so. I don't know. I mean, you essentially are. I mean, the sports cast is, what, three minutes before that? I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was just like, sure. Surprise. This is new. I'm going home. (laughs) Courtney, you're doing it. Um, Anyways, uh, I was expecting, like, you know, a decent amount of people because Bob had tweeted it and set it up and all that kind of stuff. But there was a good... You know, it, I think it went from like two to ten today. I, I was there until like about three o'clock, and like there's probably about a hundred people there, hundred twenty people there. Well, good on you. And that's at a brewery. I mean, I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people here um, on Tuesday because state usually travels well with everything. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing word around the department that they were pleased with their ticket sales. They weren't through the roo- through the roof by by any stretch of the imagination. They were pleased with It's just tough, man, getting so. to Tampa on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. It's expensive. Well, I get it. Buying buying tickets from the schools is not the best way to do it from a fan perspective right. because all the best tickets are on the secondary market. Right. Um, correct. So the, but the fact that they were pleased with their with their ticket sales at that point in time with the last conversation. I expect I it to be a pretty nice crowd cuz yeah. Iowa travels very well so as well. So you're saying it'll be 6900? Ooh, we we can only be so lucky. Can they fit sixty nine thousand in Raymond James? I doubt it. 
In Raymond James? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can I'm pretty we? sure they do 75. Oh, that's a that's a. It's big. a pro stadium, man. Yeah, they, they fill out. Yeah. Okay. 69,000 then. Yes. How nice of a crowd. Sweet be. mother. How awesome. Bury me alive. What a nice day for football it would be. We saved this one for last because it's the most important. From Rob Montgomery, an MSU mailbag truther. Hey, Rob, Rob. A truther? Yeah. He's, he's all about it. Are we putting on our tinfoil hats? <laughs> Objectively, which is better, Bloomin' Onions or Coconut Shrimp? There is one correct answer. Wow. Don't mess this up. Courtney goes first. I've, ne- I've never had a Bloomin' Onion. <sighs> Click. Courtney has left the podcast. We've been over this. We have. I've I know. never had one. I totally forgot. I'm, so I'm going to have to. Well, I do like onion rings. So I feel like I would like a blooming onion. But I also like coconut shrimp. <laughs> Brett is so nervous right now. If only you could see his face. <laughs> Brett is shook. Brett, you start off. Uh, yeah. Coconut is bad. Oh, no, 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 The answer is Bloomin' Onion. No, 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 no. I will... Were you born without taste buds, Brett? I just want to know. No, I was not. You're about to be suspended for bad takes. Well, you would know what that's like. That's an astoundingly bad take. Coconut is bad, dude. I love coconut. All stringy, that texture. The texture is fantastic. Oh, this is coming from the person that likes pickles. What does she know? Look, I get it. I I understand. What's wrong the, with pickles? There's a lot Everything. of things. There are a lot of things wrong with pickles. For me, pickles are Z- zip it, peanut gallery. Zip it, peanut gallery. Knows nothing. No. Let the peanut gallery talk because she gets it. She's a she's a painting on the wall. Peanut gallery. This is a disaster. You say because you don't like cream cheese. And to me, that's a hard no. You're a hard no. Exactly. <laughs> what my parents tell me to. Oh, no. Brett, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Coconut is bad. Uh, that, is an it's out- no, it's not. that is an outstandingly awful take, but I am still going with Blooming Onion. Bloomin' Onions are delicious, and their sauce is fantastic. The sauce is so good. But I love coconut. (laughs) But I love coconut shrimp, too. I love all things coconut. You know what I want for my birthday? I have coconut cake as my birthday cake. Is that true? Yeah, I bought one this year. That's disturbing. It's delicious. Awful. Thank you. Awful. The texture is just disgusting. Uh, Brett, give Amanda the mic. You've been suspended. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Coconut's so good. That the sauce for Bloomin' Onions is delicious. It's the sauce. But I like altogether the coconut shrimp much better than I like the Bloomin' Onion because onions are trash and pickles are fabulous. Where did pickles come in? All of a sudden we went from coconut shrimp and Bloomin' Onions to pickle truthing? I was, I was debunk. I was de, I was, what's the word? What is the, when they, uh, when they discredit, I was discrediting Courtney's uh, food takes because she likes pickles. That's how pickles got brought into this. I guess. What's wrong with pickles? Everything. Uh, Courtney, that's it. Amanda, just zip it. Uh, zip up. Uh, Don't pretend like, like you have that power. 
cucumber. Uh, no, uh, well, cucumbers are trash. Pickles are trash. I just. I Coconut is also trash. That's a hill you're going to die on alone because pickles are garbage. They're the worst food created by human beings. Um, but but I do like coconut shrimp. Coconut is bad. That is just su- such a bad taste. Bad. <laughs> Unbelievable. Also, ham on pizza. I mean, not bad, but not my – like I could think of six toppings I'd want over ham. No. At most, three. Six. Three. Six. No. Bacon. Okay. Sausage. Okay. Pepperoni. No. Bad take. Bad take. Over ham, pepperoni. Bad take. For sure. Bad take. Buffalo chicken. Acceptable. Better than you ham. Like buffalo chicken? What? What? Cordy? Did he say it was just acceptable? I think buffalo chicken's real good. Yeah, buffalo chicken is more than acceptable. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Green peppers. I do green love green peppers great. on pizza. Yeah. Black olives. Jalapenos. Jalapenos are also a good yep. pizza topic. I would put jalapeno- Not better than ham, but pretty good. I would put jalapenos and then ham. I think ham would be the sixth. I wouldn't put ham. <laughs> would you, but would you put pineapple? Don't. Yes. No. You're done. You're done. I w- okay, I wouldn't personally put pineapple on my pizza, but if you put it in front of me, I'm not going to not eat it just because there's pineapple Have on some it. standards. Agreed. Enough, peanut gallery. This is terrible. Can we end this podcast now? This is ridiculous. Yeah, we're just ending it all all sorts of bad takes. This is not a banner moment. The only good take here was What have you done, Rob? What have you done? (laughs) Rob, what have you done? No, no, not you, Rob Montgomery, who who started this question. (laughs) Same difference. No, 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 no. Coconut, bad. No. Bad. Yes. Pepperoni, not as good as ham on pizza. Incorrect. Pineapple on pizza, bad. Bad. So we're two out of two. We're two for four. Perfect. I'm two for four with Brett. We're both better than Mike Trout. Together, we are better than Mike Trout. 500. Yes. We are Trout. (laughs) Which would also be better on pizza than pineapple. Trout. I agree, but I'll eat it. Trout. Trout. Well, anything is better on pizza than pineapple. Anything. Fruit doesn't belong on pizza. Agreed. And coconut doesn't belong on shrimp. And Brett doesn't belong. Brett doesn't belong on the podcast. <laughs>